All right. And just and we are live. <laughs> anyway, hey y'all. Man, it, it's good to see you. Welcome to Paranormal Night Shift, episode three. Or yeah, four. this is the live episode three. Gotta yeah, get it right. Live, live episode, episode three. Three over here. Man, how you been this week? It's been a it's been a fun week. Savannah was a trip. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Savannah yeah. was a blast, and dude, I I love the uh like I, dude, of the whole entire trip, my most my most memorable part would definitely have to be the train museum. Oh, dude, that train museum was one of those things that like I don't get the willies because you know we're not paranormal investigators, so I don't. Oh God, no! I'm not going around holding a spirit box asking to communicate with something, but when those chains were moving. And watching that press like that, that kind of got me. Uh, the You know, I didn't feel, I'll tell you this, I felt a good historical sense, like a good presence over at the uh, Fort Jackson. But I didn't feel freaked out like I did with the train museum. And the train museum was one of those things for me where it was like, this was, it was something that burnt down. They rebuilt, yep. it was abandoned. And like the history before it became a museum is still uh -huh. pretty dark. Like oh, there yeah. was there was a fire. They did not confirm or deny how many people were caught in the fire. Uh -huh. They they rebuilt and it caught fire again. Like yeah. people were and it was like right at the industrial revolution. People were getting work was something completely different back then. So it was it was really cool to and, and they're still they're uncovering more and more of that facility every day. So it's definitely really cool. Like they're finding stuff that is in that facility and, and new stories every day. So that that place was really cool. Oh yeah, it definitely was. And it's just now mind you, like the for the for the creepy side, that dude, that was definitely the railroad museum, but like with you, dude, the history behind Fort Jackson, like that was like, that was amazing. And plus getting to learn about the history of it and especially like all the battles. And then of course, you know, we got to see like a live firing of one of the cannons in the rifles. And it, to me, like th those are pretty cool. Like it really was. Well, and the history with Fort Jackson, like knowing that the ground that we were walking on is ground that young men fought for their country on, you know, both sides. Yeah. So it, it, it is definitely steeped in history. And it's one of those places that's very humbling to stand foot on. And, and of course they've got some ghost stories and things like that as well. I've got this, I've got this really awesome book. Yes. Uh, this, this ghost stories of Savannah. Um, and I got some really cool videos and stuff like that that we'll be posting all throughout the week. We've gotten a, we've got a lot of videos from Savannah and a lot of stories from Savannah that are just taken little by little to 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 get out there, but lots of paranormal videos up. And, and definitely make sure you're checking out if you're on the Blue app, make sure you're checking out all the reels have the the, the links to where you can go and check out the whole thing if you're Oh yeah. If you're listening to us on the uh, Spotify or any of the podcast forms, you're going to hear those stories a couple of days before everybody else. And oh, yeah. there's tons more stories coming every day. But today, today we're talking about these guys. Today is all about 
aliens. Ooh, I, I like good alien stories. And in well, fact, I, if you're on Paranormal Night Shift's email list, that's also kind of the the some of the cool things you do get sent to you every day. You get a fresh story sent to you every day. And in fact, there there is some fan submitted alien stories that are already in like in the drop sequence. So definitely make sure you go over to to Paranormal Night Shift and sign up for that daily that that daily email list. Absolutely. Well, one of the stories that I have here, we're going to finish off with this one, but one of the things that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. and, and even though we're not a, a conspiracy theory podcast, I want to know how you guys feel about this space isn't real conspiracy theory. Have you ever heard of this one? I really haven't looked into it. I'm, so and I'm curious about the audience. Yes, tell us in the comments if you've ever heard this conspiracy, but here's the long and short of it. And, and I've got some some keynotes here, so you'll have to you'll have to bear with me. But what if I told you that space as you and I know it, not existent, made up by the government in a in a controlled effort to okay. keep us in a controlled effort to keep us compliant. Let me ask you this with everything going on in this world today. Uh-huh. What do you think would take? What do you think it would take for all of us, all nations to come together? I mean, you're talking about everybody actually become that united front and everybody. come together. Everybody. I mean, I've got my own personal theories, um, but on a personal, if we get rid of all the all the figureheads, mm-hmm. what if that there would was, probably end up being a start? <laughs> see, as we're all fighting amongst ourselves, what if there was one common enemy? One common enemy where everybody realized that it was no longer a U.S., Russia, South uh, South America, uh, China. If it was no longer that, as in we're attacking each other, but one thing attacking this globe, that would make it to where we needed one leader to make global decisions for us. I could see that. And that is where this conspiracy is based out of. So the long and short of it, and you can go down this rabbit hole and you can listen to Reagan talk about it. You can listen to Bush talk about it all the way back to, to JFK and why we were so aggressive at trying to get to the moon was because we wanted to prove to the you to the globe that space was real. And the conspiracy goes that we've made it all up. Everything that you and I know, everything that we were taught about space is all fake because we want to have this idea that space exists. And we want to have this idea that there could be an extraterrestrial event. And we want this idea because it's a control method. That's why the government has been slowly but surely releasing little bits of information from our grandparents in Roswell to down to UFO sightings, to the idea of the space landing, to SpaceX, to the Mars rover. Everything's been implanted into our minds that space exists. So... By releasing this, and this is all a conspiracy, so please understand, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into any of this, but it's all under the idea 
that by releasing the information that aliens are real recently, which means that now they can put us in a situation to where there can be a cosmic threat. As in, huh. if, a, if a UFO landed on the White House lawn, <laughs> we would I mean, be in a, we're in a position now to where we believe it could happen. I could see that, but on a personal level, I think if aliens were to pass by the pass by Earth, that I, I personally feel they'd be locking their doors. Oh yeah, locking the doors, putting seatbelts on, and going, "Hey, yeah. you know." But it's it's a crazy theory to to really start looking into, and I'm there. There's it's all it's all one of those things where they talk about like the defunding of NASA. They talk about everything else. It's a it's a really weird rabbit hole to go down, and I'll I'll bring some more of these conspiracies up, but it's a really weird thing to talk about. Um, I know that you know the idea that Planet Nine exists and that black holes exist. Like the reason why they are continuously putting out this information is mm-hmm. so that in the back of our minds, in the back of our minds, we believe that there is something out there. See, and, and, and so much so, like, the, the theory goes into Neil deGrasse Tyson and the rest of them coming out there and proving that space is, is an existable thing and a tangible thing is because we want to believe that it is. And by believing that it is, we all have this under-idea philosophy that there could be a cosmic threat. If they told us that there was a meteor coming tomorrow that, or an asteroid, like a... A, a Armageddon-like asteroid. Mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, we're we're programmed to believe the government, right? I mean, I'm not, but we are. So if they told you that an asteroid was coming tomorrow, uh-huh. you know, to destroy the world, and the only way that we could do it is by all the countries forfeiting their nuclear weapons so that they could all fire it at the asteroid, Maybe some countries would agree with it. And then you have an unarmed society. That is very true. But like we're talking about a ginormous asteroid. It doesn't matter what the heck we send up there. If it doesn't like explode from the inside out, we're just over there just chipping off the outside of it. Like we, we ain't doing nothing to it. Well, the idea with the space doesn't exist philosophy or conspiracy theory is just that getting so many people to believe in it that it becomes one of those things to where everybody's programmed to believe in it and stories like this that we're about to tell are are definitely helping with that idea all right all right let's hear it so this story was sent in by a young couple named alex and sarah so one night, young couple named Alex and Sarah were driving home from a party when they saw a strange light in the sky. It was moving erratically. It was, any, it was different than anything they had ever seen before. It wasn't a helicopter and it wasn't an airplane. Alex even pulled over to the side of the road so that he could get a better look. But the lights were getting close. And now they could see what was a large silver tic-tac-shaped object flying around. It was... It was visible, but they had no visible wings, no visible engines, and it made no sound. Sarah was terrified, but 
Alex was determined to find out what was going on. He got out of the car and he started work, walking towards the object. And Sarah begged him not to go, but he didn't listen. Alex got closer and closer to the object. It started to descent towards him. He could now see that it was covered in shiny symbols and markings. He stopped in his tracks, but it, it was too late. The object had landed right in front of him and the doors had opened. A creature stepped out of the object. It was tall and it was slender. It had pale skin and large black eyes. It was wearing a silver jumpsuit, but it had no hair. Alex was frozen with fear. He couldn't speak. The creature looked at him for a moment and then reached out and touched his forehead. Alex felt a surge of energy flow through him. He felt stronger. He felt faster than he ever had before. The creature smiled at him and then turned and went back into the object. Doors closed and the object took off in the sky. Alex watched it go and then he turned back to the car and walked. Sarah was in there. She was crying. Alex got in and told her what had happened. She didn't believe him at first, but she had saw the strange symbols as well. She had saw the strange object and she had saw the burn mark on Alex's forehead. Alex and Sarah drove into the silent night. They were both shaken by what, by what had happened, but they are also so curious. What was the object? Who were the creatures and why had they chosen Alex? They never found the answers to their questions, but Alex never forgot his encounter with the UFO. He always keeps his eye on the sky, wondering if they could ever come back again. Wow. That's an interesting story. Well, and you hear so many of them like that. Like, Everybody, if, if you ask somebody to describe what an alien looks like, they're probably going to tell you this on my, you know, this thing on my shirt, this, this big black eyed silver hair or silver bodied creature. The grays is what most people call them. Right. But everybody has a, everybody has a UFO story. I mean, you were right. a truck driver. I'm sure you've seen things <laughs> in the sky at night. Dude, I've seen some creepy things, especially when I was over the road. I, I've seen some things that I, I can't even explain. Like a, it was like a sphere and it was like 13 lights and it just all moved in the same direction. And it just, I had, I, I had no idea what it was. I just remembered it happened whenever I was driving through Utah. Mm -hmm. Like it just, I can't explain it, but well, it was creepy. That, that's one of those things too. Like, I mean, the, the government has gotten to a point to where they're willing to release that. I mean, you have these fighter pilots, you have these fighter pilots talking about, you know, coming across objects that they're, they're being told not to engage with. You know, that everybody's seen the video of the, the flying little tic-tac over the Atlantic Ocean and the oh, fire, yeah. the fighter pilots going to intercept it. And it, it flies faster than anything that they had ever seen before. Oh, I know. And it's it's just, y'all, that stuff, it just, there's a lot of different stories about it. And there's a lot of things that just can't be explained. Well, I mean, and then you have movies like, you know, Fire in the Sky and things like that to where, 
I mean, this guy has lived his entire life believing that he has continuously been abducted by aliens. And they find biological matter inside of him that is not human biological matter. I don't know what that word means. Oh, wow. But they, they, they find a cyst on his, they find a cyst on his lungs. And they go in and they, they pull it out and it's microchips wrapped in biological matter. Somebody had surgically implanted this into this gentleman's body. But all his medical records say that it never happened. There's no visible scars. So how does he have non-human biological matter wrapped, you know, around his lungs? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's that just sounds it's very foreign. Like that's completely out of the norm. And by the way, side note, if y'all are enjoying this show. Y'all wouldn't mind doing us a solid and give us a big old thumbs up. But also, let us know down in the comments below of what you think about it so far. Absolutely. Please tell us, and, and all of our friends over here on the uh, the Red app as well, tell us if you guys are enjoying this, if these are stories that you enjoy. I have another fan-submitted story here. This one comes from David. So this happened back in 2013. Me and my friends were camping and we were hanging out in the forest. We had been roasting marshmallows and telling stories. And then we saw something strange in the sky, the light. It was so bright. It did. It moved erratically. And at first, of course, we thought it was a plane, but it was way too big and way too bright and way too close to be a, a plane. They could see that it was large. It was a, a large silver disc object. David and his friends, they, they were terrified. They were frozen in place. This object is, is just hovering over our heads in complete silence. After a few minutes, the object be began to move away. It disappeared into the night sky. It just left David and his friends shaken and confused. They talked about what they had seen the rest of the night, but none of them could agree. None of them could find any factual information in their head. Was this a plane? Was this a helicopter? Planes don't fly this low. Helicopters make noise. We would have heard something. So the only conclusion they could come to is that it was a UFO. He had always been interested in aliens and had always been confused in his belief systems about extraterrestrials. Like God made all of this and he just, that's it. That, that was always the way David had thought. But his friends, Mike and Sarah, they were far more skeptical. They thought it could have been some sort of military aircraft or some sort of experimental technology, maybe even a drone, but they couldn't identify it. They couldn't identify anything that they had seen. David and his friends, they never saw it again, but they never forgot it. It was an encounter with a UFO. I mean, that's what it means, right? UFO, unidentified flying object. It still remains a mystery to David and his friends today. But is it possible that David and his friends saw a real UFO? It's impossible to say for sure, but one thing's for sure to say is it's an experience that me and my friends will never forget. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Like, what about y'all? What about y'all down in the comments? Would that be an experience that y'all would even be able to remotely forget? 
or is that an experience that would literally stick with you for the rest of your life? Let us know. And also, if you enjoy these stories being told, well, right, well today they're being told by Grayson. Um, if you enjoy the stories being told, if y'all also wouldn't mind, share this with a friend, whether it's on the podcast platforms, whether, whether it's where you're tuning into right now. Share it with a friend, especially if they like all the spooky things. <laughs> well, and I, I tell you what, I, I've I've got people like Daniel down here in the comments talking about seeing lights. Um, yep. And, and Teresa's over here. We've got, uh, I've got this trucker story that I'm going to have to remember off the top of my head, but it, you were talking about the podcast and it reminded me of the lost time, the oh. white line story that I had told. So this truck driver and this, this one really throws me off and this, this definitely goes back into those conspiracies. So this one was sent in by a fan, a, a long fan of what I do over here on my, on my platform. And when I started doing paranormal night shift, he said, Hey man, I'm a long haul truck driver. I got a story that you'll, you'll never, you can't explain. He's a long haul truck driver and he was driving from the West coast to the East coast. And you've been, you've been a driver before. How long yeah, does that 48 take? hours, 48 hours. Yep. So 48 hours. And how long are you allowed to drive before you have to stop? Oh, yeah. Stop after um, you can drop for a max of 11. Yeah. So if you left Nevada, or excuse me, if you left California at huh. 6 o'clock in the evening, that means by 6 a.m., you're going to have to stop somewhere. And you're probably going to be in the middle of the country. Yeah. You'd be in Texas yeah. somewhere. Somewhere. Well, my friend is driving. He left California and, and started driving, gets to Nevada area, runs into some traffic, backed up, like backed up on the highway. They reroute, reroute him to this little two lane road. And he's supposed to go down it for eight miles and get back on the highway. And you understand as a truck driver, you hate run, riding down two lane roads. It's not, <laughs> not, fun, not ideal. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not ideal. He's going these back roads and he comes across a back road that's completely like roped off. Must have been a really bad crash. They said, hey, man, look, he's been sitting here for 45 minutes. He's wasting time. He's in the truck and he knows that, man, I'm, I'm wasting time. They're, I'm never going to make it to where I need to be able to make it to rest. They said, hey, don't worry about it. There's a rest stop probably about three miles up the road. Your best bet for tonight, go ahead and call it a night. Well, he's getting paid by the hour. He's not getting paid by the load, so he's fine with that. So he pulls up a couple miles away after talking to these guys on the side of the road, pulls in this rest stop, and then goes to sleep. Goes to sleep. No big deal. But the whole night, he's just feeling sick. Like, he's feeling flu-like symptoms. He's throwing up, and he's, he's just not feeling good. And he's having these really weird fever dreams, like just these horrible dreams and he wakes up in south carolina takes a picture of where he's at so that's a 48 hour drive that he somehow magically made between the hours of 12 o'clock and 6 a.m makes a 48 hour drive and ends up at the place that he is supposed to be in four days can't remember anything 
just knows that his truck's full of gas, which it shouldn't have been. His truck is full of gas, and now he is in South Carolina. And his truck's not just full with gas. It's filled with windshield wiper fluid, oil. Like the whole thing had been taken, picked up physically, and moved to his final destination. That is crazy. Like, just to think. You lay your head down. Now, mind you, know, you're, feel, you're feeling sick and that kind of thing. And then you wake up and you're literally where you need to be. Oh, but within six hours. Yeah. Within like six that's, hours, somehow, someway, you've made a two-day drive without stopping. Yeah, that, that just, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen on any level. Now, Teresa's got here with the idea about portals being a possibility. And a lot of other, a lot of other people have it, but uh, a lot of other people have ideas, but man, there's so many stories out here. And that's, that's really the big thing with me about the paranormal. If it was one story, we could all sit and scratch our heads and say, man, that's, that's, you know, that's just Andy being crazy. Yeah. But, but I mean, multiple stories about the same sorts of phenomenon over and over again. Everybody looks at the sky and for some reason they're looking, you know, everybody looks to the sky for answers, but it's just absolutely just a wonderful, wonderful story. And one of those things that, uh, just doesn't make any sense. I got Tris over here saying it happened to her dad about 40 years ago. He was on his way home from Oregon to New Hampshire and just magically made it there. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things, man. For me, it's what what do they want from us? I mean, are we naive? If Are we naive to think that maybe we're not just ants in their little Petri dish? There ain't no telling. There, there very well could be a good, a good possibility. I mean, I don't know. What do y'all think? Like, I want to know what does what does the audience say? What to like? What do y'all think about all of this? Do you think that that we are like in this like little dish, and we're just kind of you have all of these outside beings kind of just looking at us, just just seeing how we're going to respond to different things, or do you think like everything's just kind of the way it is? Like, I'm I'm very I'm I'm actually kind of curious. I'm also curious. Do you actually believe are aliens real? Well, I'm curious, y'all, y'all, y'all in the y'all in the uh, y'all in the chat. I want to know: Do y'all actually believe aliens are real? Well, because I, yeah, I think it's one of those things that yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I'm getting a lot of people who are saying yes, and I think it's one of those things. It's so it's it messes with people's core values is what it does. And that's why so many people don't like talking about it is because the idea of the paranormal messes with people's core belief system. Oh yeah. Now, and of it, course it, on a personal level, which I know we really don't share our personal beliefs very much on really anything, but I mean, I think it would be kind of naive to think that they're, that there's not aliens. 
And the reason why I say that is with everything being so big and vast and large, you know, whether it's by illusion or whether it's, it's just the way it is. Like, I think that we would be naive to think that there isn't something else out there. Oh, absolutely. And you have people like this wonderful woman in my comment who says she's been dealing with them for 50 years. I mean, you have people who have these encounter stories that have been dealing with them for years. And I always go with law enforcement. Anytime I get, anytime I get stories from people who are in a position to where they could lose their job, telling us that they have seen something, it makes it a little bit more credible. Now tell me if I mean tell me if I'm wrong, but you have people in the military and you have people who are in these positions to where you have to hold them with a certain level of respect and a credibility coming yep. in and saying this is what I saw, this is what happened to me. Explain it. Right. Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't quite like, uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that have no idea of our actual background. So like, we know like you're, you're blue collar, but also you're former corrections. Yep. And that's actually something that brings like, that is one of the things that you and I have in common. I'm a former truck driver, but I'm also former corrections before I drove a truck. So that is like, that's a very similar experience that you and I have that, that we do share. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things that like you, you went through all that training. I went through all of that training. They, mm -hmm. it is definitely a FAFO kind of training thing to where oh, it sure is to where they want, you know, they want you to tell the truth. I remember signing alpha Davids about my credit score, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you have people who have had to go through that much, it's there. And I think, you know, the times have changed too with, with social media being what it is today and everything like that, the times have changed. And now people, people want to believe there's more ways for people to get these stories out there. And, yep. and there's things like this to where we can have these open forum conversations with 40, 50, 60 people who all believe something yeah and that's the thing we all believe in something you know now some people may not believe in aliens some people may not believe in ghosts some people may not believe in doppelgangers or any of those things some people may think the whole entire thing is a hoax but then you have people that do believe in doppelgangers, do believe in ghosts do believe in aliens and like they believe in all the things and for the people that believe in all the things this is the show for you. Absolutely. That's all I can say. Absolutely. And I, I can't think of a better sign off for that. So guys, thank you guys for jumping on here and hanging out with us. We do yep. this every Wednesday night. We come out here, we pick a topic next week. Bigfoot encounters is it's, what we're going oh, I like Bigfoot. You, as you can tell, he, he holds a near and dear place to my heart, but next week, Bigfoot encounters are what we're talking about. And guys, nice. I hope you guys love it. I see Florida down there. Yeah, we're going to talk about all the places that have Bigfoots and their own version of a Bigfoot. Florida's got a skunk ape. Y'all don't even have a Bigfoot. Y'all have 
something completely made up and different. Oh, yeah. Yes. But with that being said, don't forget to don't forget to make sure y'all continue to tune in to Paranormal Night Shift for all of your best fan base stories because all of our stories come from you. And I know you're probably wondering where can you send these in? It's actually very simple. Just send them in to Paranormal Night Shift. That's it. Absolutely. And sign up for our email list. Sign up for the podcast. Make sure you're following us on all platforms. We are not a travel channel show or anything crazy yeah. like that. We're legitimately two guys sitting here talking about your fan stories. You guys keep the uh you guys keep the stories alive by continuously sending them in and everything like that. And there's yep. a lot of other ways that you can support the show at paranormalnightshift.com. You can yep. order stickers, you can find yourself a beautiful I don't believe in humans t-shirt. Or, or the Scully Paranormal Night Shift shirt, or even our logo, which has the Bigfoot alien and ghost. Like you can get all the things. You can get cool shirts. We got duffel bags. We got all the things. And those are the cool stickers. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. But that is our shameless plug. Make sure you're checking out our Haunted America tour over here on the Blue app. We're going through state to state and all the fun urban legends. Andy's doing oh, yeah. some fun cities and some haunted, most haunted cities. Check out all the videos that we shot down in Savannah. Um, over here on the Blue app, we've got um, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, there's a show us your jack-o'-lanterns, show us your Halloween costumes, lots of cool stuff. We still, I, I did leave Savannah with a couple of bottle openers still. I got like two left. Yeah, I've. Well, you know, I've got the laser force, so we're making more. Yeah, of them. yeah, that is true. I've I've been handing, I've been trying to hand them around here in Orlando, where I'm at. Exactly. So we do we do have some more bottle openers and stuff like that from our trip to Savannah. Love to give you guys uh, give away some stuff. So definitely engage with us, talk to us, uh, show us your Halloween costumes, show us your uh, your jack o' lanterns. We got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe, guys. We're working on this. You guys have made this show far bigger than than we ever imagined it could be so thank you guys so so much but uh we got to jump off and go do humor highway so we're gonna yep. rock and roll if you are with us come and hang out again um and see our more light-hearted show yep, which is humor highway. yep we're gonna be doing dad jokes again one-liner dad jokes i love those dad jokes they were amazing and a lot of fun but hey y'all take it easy and we'll see y'all next week at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Paranormal Night Shift. Bye. <laughs> yeah.